You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Formerly Bulletproof Radio. A state of high performance. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. In this show, because I promised I'd tell you what you're going to learn, you're going to learn about a technology that lets you do a lot of the fundamental meditation and personal development things a lot faster than before. I'll tell you how it works, why it works with a guy who's the master of it. Enjoy. Today I'm recording this episode live at my biohacking conference. It's in its 10th year, uh, uh, literally 2022, going all the way back to 2012. We had 100 people in a bar, and now we've got thousands of people at the Beverly Hilton, including today's guest. His name is Dr. Patrick Porter, PhD, and he spent 30 years brain hacking. Patrick is one of the few pioneers on Earth of a type of technology called brainwave entrainment. This is different from neurofeedback. This is using a signal from the environment to change what your brain is doing in a very specific way so that you can now take control of your own brain, saying, my brain is doing what I want, so I am going to use something that lets my brain do what I wanted. Call it technology-enhanced meditation. And Patrick, I first used like probably a great, great, great grandfather of what you have in the the mid-90s, and it was pretty space age I felt like I had to put a tin foil hat on (laughs) and it was hard to use and I didn't use it that much but I I I took it on airplanes a few times and they thought I was a terrorist or something (laughs) Um, and since then I I, I was like this is one of those amazing things and it always worried me like if hackers get a hold of this which is what we want and, and guys hackers make stuff like Linux the operating system it's our job to make stuff that we control versus, I'm just going to say, the man who's making stuff that he controls and maybe using against you. So the flicker rate of your, uh, at a casino, of your jackpot machine, whatever the heck slot machine you like, is probably programmed for your brain. Yeah. True? Yeah, they keep you in there. They're going to use some kind of frequency. They, they are, right? So we've got you who's out there saying, well, what if you're in charge of the frequencies? Use a brain tap and do it. So that, that's my, my first question for you. What, what's changed in the last 10 or 20 years that's let this become a real thing? Because it, yeah. it was so sketchy 25 years ago that no one would do it, and it's not sketchy at all anymore. Right. Well, if you can imagine when we started, my dad being a Silva instructor, we used GSR machines. Mm-hmm. We'd put our fingers on them, and they would get us to Alpha and things like that. And now we didn't know if we were really going to Alpha. There was no neurofeedback. There was nothing, I mean, you had to be at a very sophisticated lab in the 80s to oh, yeah. do brainwaves. Now, I mean, downstairs at the convention, you're probably gonna find six or seven tools that could do far superior brain analysis than they had in the 80s. Yeah. You know, So that's the biggest thing. And there's so much more knowledge out there. There's people, I, it's not just a few of us doing it. Now there's literally, you know, thanks to you and what's going on with, with biohacking, There's literally millions of people now saying, hey, I can change my brain. And it's measurable because you don't really know. So you can't open up the hood and see the engine running. You know, so you've got to have some kind of physiological effect like you were talking about earlier. You know, that's the big thing. The physiological effect. So part of it is that we can measure brain waves easily. So now you can put a brain tap on and measure brain waves. And guys, brain tap, what it is, is 
a pair of glasses. Can I yeah. see the one right here? It, it's a pair of glasses with carefully arranged LEDs that blink at a rate that controls your brain, along with sounds that change your brain state consciously and even unconsciously because it's built into frequencies, and even LEDs inside the earpieces that hit acupuncture points. And I'm such a fan of this that I actually recorded uh, one of the meditations. And so I'm now a part of the BrainTap platform and it's called Biohacking Your Nervous System. So there's affirmations in it that are carefully done and um, I do a lot of brain hacking. So I'm gonna put it on right now. And I'm probably shouting because my wearing headphones on. So what I'm seeing right now is I've got blinking in my eyes, but it's at a very specific rate, and I'm hearing a sound. Uh, but you say, how could this do anything? Well, you tell me. I know how okay. it works, but All you right. tell me how it well, works. Let's start just from our cellular system, because that's what we're really hacking, the nervous system. Yeah. Every cell has is out there communicating with its environment. Everyone says your cardiovascular conditioning is really important, but they never tell you why. It's not because cardiovascular conditioning makes you look good. It's because it's behind the process that gives you energy and everyone wants to have enough energy. There's a specific device that allows you to specifically train your cardiovascular system so your body gains control of the way your blood vessels work consciously. And it's based on biohacking and biofeedback. It's called the Zona Plus. What it does is use something called a static contraction of your muscles without you having to move anything. It's a unique set of exercises for you that in just a couple minutes a day trains your entire cardiovascular system so you have better blood pressure and you can be more efficient at making energy. Here's a deal for you. How about saving $100 on a device that could really change your cardiovascular system without making you sweat at all? Go to Zona.com, use code Dave, and they'll give you $100 off your purchase. That's Z-O-N-A dot com use code dave for a hundred dollars off let's start just from our cellular system because that's what we're really hacking the nervous system yeah. every cell has is out there communicating with its environment that's what epigenetics is one of the major things that's happening in our life it's not mom and dad as much as the environment so what's happening is those cells are actually broadcasting a frequency and the reality that we live in like this room is broadcasting back and now the difference between that creates a harmonic. Mm -hmm. The brain changes. Now that harmonic happens with light, sound. I think everyone knows what a harmonic is. Okay, so it's like a resonance. Like when the, the old commercial when the person would sing and break the glass, that was harmonics. So when somebody says, how does uh, light and sound vibration break down amyloid plaque in the brain? It's the same as that person. It's the frequency that's doing it. So the frequency pitch and the reality that that glass is in, it's also resonating. Okay. So these two resonate. If they resonate together, there's a harmonics. And if you increase the pitch, it will actually shatter. Now, we're not doing that with the cells, but what we're doing is we're trying to get them coherent. So a lot of people know about heart coherence between our heart and our brain. That's what HRV is. But every cell is doing that. So if, if we're in a harmonic environment, which means we're, it's feng shui or whatever you want to call it. A lot of people call it that. Or there's no EMFs. There's no all this negative stuff. Then our body will function at its highest potential. But if we're, getting, if we're eating poor foods, if we're thinking poor thoughts, if we're in a negative environment, then the body resonates at a lower frequency. So if you think of harmonics like in music, where you're listening to an orchestra, let's say, and you're hearing one little piece of music, and then they add in another piece on top of it that's mathematically in, in tune with it, in, harmon in harmony with it, then it becomes beautiful. But if somebody's out of tune, 
or if they're not in harmony with it, we notice it. It's almost like sour grapes or sour milk. Right. So, but it's for the hearing of our body. So when our cells do that, when they're all in harmony, we're making beautiful music with our nervous system. We're making beautiful music with our brain. And that becomes our, that harmonics means health. Then, then our epigenetics are showing up as their best self for those people. It, it's incredible. If you look at, at sacred geometry, like we know that when Frank Lloyd Wright creates something, he's using a ratio that just feels right to us because we see it all around us and, and it, you don't have words for it. And when you hear Mozart or something, why does it sound like that? It's because it's following secret hidden math. And inside our brains, we want our brains to be playing that symphony, but they usually don't. It sounds more like a bunch of second graders on trombones in there a lot of the time, right? So adding an external sound signal where the brain works to try to figure it out can line everyone up in the brain. Kind of like having the conductor with their uh, little, whatever you call that stick they wave at people. So. We've been chasing after this for a long time, but not necessarily from the neuroscience perspective, more from the uh, musical perspective or even like the meditation thing. I think the original sound entrainment technology that I've been able to find is Tibetan bells or singing bowls. And what they would do is they would play one of these bowls, you put a thing right in it, it resonates, makes a really nice sound at a very specific note, and they tune the bowl, they hit it one more time with the hammer until it's just the right sound, put it by one ear, and then put another bowl by the other ear, and all of a sudden the brain goes, which one, which one, which one? But the, the rate at which the brain goes, which one, which one, which one, tells everything in the brain suddenly to line up. And all of a sudden all the trombones all start playing at the same time, and then maybe they change to a better instrument, unless you're a huge trombone fan, in which case I, in which case, good luck getting a date. <laughs> Sorry if you're a trombone player, I just had to say that. But does that make, it's a good exactly. explanation yeah. for what just the sound part does. So when I first started exploring this, I was very young, and I was doing these 1980s soundtracks. Um, our mutual friend Bill Harris has been on the show. I dedicated one of my books to him who was really into the sound part of it. What you've done at Braintop, though, that makes me really excited is you took the blinky lights part. Blinky lights, guys, seriously. But tell me how eye entrainment yeah. works. The, the science is called frequency following response, if you don't want to use blinky light. The, uh, but in the process, what happens is, see, the, our brain, our ears are hearing 25,000 pieces of information, so they're picking up on that resonance yeah. like you're talking about. The eyes, what we've done is we've matched that with light frequency. So the, the eyes do the same thing, except your eyes control 30% of your hearing, which most people don't know. So if we can keep the, the, that mechanism in the brain available. Your eyes control 30% of your hearing? Tell yes. me a little bit more about that. So when you close your eyes, instantly 30% of your brain shuts down. Ah. So in, in it's all, it's, when people go, I don't visualize that well. Well, yeah, because you've just shut it down. So what, when people meditate, when they're learning to meditate, they actually don't go to sleep. But a lot of people will because they're not disciplined, they don't know how to do the breathing, whatever it is. And so when, but if, the example I usually give is, let's say you're at a lecture or church, you can't hear the lecture, but you move your attention, now you can see them. That's because our primitive brain says, what's most important for me to listen to? Not all these 25,000 pieces of information, but maybe that snake I'm gonna step on or that tiger that's coming over, whatever this primitive brain does. So what's happening now is people shut down and all they have to listen to, unfortunately, is their negative thoughts. So, but if we're filling that channel with light and it's a tuned light, I mean, it's very specific and it moves. We couldn't do this even in the 80s. We couldn't have this sophisticated algorithm. 
Now we can mix all of that together, like um, analogy is, is like a, a baking. You know, you have all the ingredients. They're, not, they're simple ingredients, but once you put them together, you can get profound results because you're keeping the brain awake. And the, the brain loves to be used, but it will shut down if it's not. It'll, that's what it does. And I'm getting to the point where, and this will be a little bit controversial, <laughs> meditation is absolutely a profound practice. I have learned meditation from the masters in Nepal and Tibet. I spent 10 days you know, in silence at the monastery, uh, and I've had a, a pretty long practice in my life. I also used to have a dot matrix printer. Do you remember what those are? Yes. <laughs> a lot of people listening don't even have a printer anymore. But uh, it was these things that go <laughs> every time you print, they take forever. It, it's like you know early '90s printing technology, and you can maybe if you're lucky hook it up to your fax machine. Okay, this is provably better yeah. than a newspaper because right. <laughs> you could right. send stuff. It was amazing, right. but maybe things have moved on. And I think meditation is kind of like a fax machine. It absolutely works. You can still use it, or it's maybe more like writing in longhand, and I actually do that on a regular basis, writing in longhand. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to get something done quickly, and maybe even in a better way, mm -hmm. I think there's a very clear case for using tech, but we didn't have good meditation acceleration technology, right. and that's what BrainTap is. And we've been uh, basically working together or at least aware of each other for quite a while now and I've just watched how you've evolved the platform and literally I have in a drawer a 1970s pair of light sound goggles the foam's falling apart uh, you know they, it's this little battery clunky thing and it barely does anything and what you've got here is the whole platform and you can dial in the state including the biohacking one and you you can do the meditation but the addition of the the nuanced changes of the light and sound that you have in them has made it into something that you had a half hour to chill the F out, mm -hmm. you do it with BrainTap, you're just gonna get a lot more results than a half hour of sitting and doing breathing, which is better mm. than nothing. You should learn how to sit yeah. and breathe, but if you have your BrainTap, you're like, oh, I just got two hours worth. Have you calculated a ratio? Like, how much more effective is BrainTap than X oh, meditation? Yeah. We've, we've been fortunate with uh, Ames India, the All Indian Institute of Medical Sciences. They're always doing studies, because what one of my missions was to take ancient traditions and make modern technology. Yep. And so uh, everything we do, we can prove with breath work. Like we've been published three times this year in PubMed. They look up my name on pranayama breathing. They can do all the things BrainTap does, but you've got to do it three times a day. And most Americans are going to say, I'm not going to do that for an hour three times a day. I'm going to brush my teeth three times <laughs> right? a day. And the, the, so what we're showing is like when the first thing um, Dr. Veran said, he goes, that's cheating. This is the Indians. Absolutely, <laughs> it's cheating. That biohacking is cheating. And it's I said, okay. I said, you know what? Yep. I said, did you know using a candle is cheating? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, uh, you meditate. I said that candle's flickering at ten hertz frequency. Uh -huh. The brain's matching that alpha state, and you're cheating. What I said, you. Say? He goes, I didn't think about that. I said, do you ever meditate in a mountain? You know how you feel. You're cheating. That's a re that's a resonant. That's an isochronic tone generator. You're sitting in a in a mountain and you're resonating to 7.8 hertz frequency. It, it's almost <laughs> like there's this definition of something. Change the environment around you and inside of you so you have full control of yes. your own biology. Yeah, oh, that's biohacking. Yeah. And the environment around you is a part of it, including the candle, right. including the mountain. Right. So there is no. In fact, I'll, I'm going to be even more blunt. There is a moral argument for doing meditation in less time so that you can take the time you save and do something meaningful with it. Right. Right. Otherwise, the thing we should all do is we should all meditate 
as long as we're awake and also yeah. probably when we're asleep and do nothing else useful right. in the world. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that's absurd. So why do you want to spend an hour doing it the way that is not cheating? <laughs> right. yeah. I want to cheat. You want to cheat because we also know in neuroscience that we're, we're building up a lot with mental health in the condition it's in because people aren't doing the things to keep their mental health. Meditation is so key because that's going to build up your neurotransmitter bank account. You know, all these people are trying to get GABA or to get all these different neurotransmitters, but we have the most powerful pharmacy between our ears. If we can hack that, and of course you need nutrition because you got to have base, you, you, you got to have the ingredients in the kitchen. If you don't have, you know, you can't outthink a bad diet. So you got to, you got to have that going. Then you've got to do the moving and breathing. Those are, they're all key. I don't think one is more important than the other. They're all important. Oh no, there's, if, but if you, if you eat totally great, but you have a negative attitude, you're going to get sick still. But so, but, but if you have, but, and you can't, you can do all the meditation in the world, unless you're like a Superman, then yeah. you've already progressed to that point. Like some of these gurus that can take acid and they don't get affected. But I'm talking about people that are walking across the street, barely walking and chewing gum. And then they think I can smoke a cigarette. I didn't think what was in the coffee. The, what's that? I didn't mention what was in the coffee. Okay. <laughs> the, the caffeine you mean? Or? No, the, the acid, don't worry. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, but anyway, what, what I'm saying here is that when people are doing their thing, a lot of people don't understand that they, what they're doing right now, they're out thinking themselves. They're, they think they can, like the, the, with exercise, for instance, people will exercise and they'll eat poorly because they go, hey, I exercise, so I earned this whatever. You know, and I think that there is, there's a saying that Rod Hairston says that I really think is powerful. He says, there is no there. Everybody's looking for this graduation, this this epiphany, this road to Damascus, uh, you know, Saul experience. And the reality is we should be meditating just for a basic, it's like a vitamin. You know, we need it just the same way we take vitamins. We need to do this to, to take care of our body. I'm gonna have to be a little bit skeptical here. Okay, 8% of people exercise as much as the US government says. <laughs> Only 8% of people move enough, let's just mm -hmm. say. and. It probably varies per person. In fact, I would argue from Upgrade Labs, we have data that it varies per person, how much you want to move and how. Uh, but then you say people should meditate. I don't know that even 8% of people really meditate. Everyone knows that they should meditate. Everyone has you know, some kind of meditation book or maybe like some kind of app or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but then it's like a gym membership. You don't do it and you, have the gym membership to prove you're a good person who cares about fitness, but you don't go to the gym because the ROI on going to the gym is not really there. It, you hurt when you're done, it's tired, it was inconvenient, it was sweaty, and there was like some gross person who didn't wipe off the machine before you, okay? It's just not, it, the, it's just not worth it, and we're not stupid. We'll automatically calculate if something is worth it without even thinking about it. And then we'll go, I guess I'm just a lazy person. No, your body hates doing stuff that isn't very effective. And what I found with BrainTap, is that it's got enough concentrated stuff in there that you don't have the friction to using it because in the old days when I would try to use like this 1970s thing, it like, well, I guess I'm going to have to go do this. And, you know, as long as I don't have, you know, anyone that I'm dating or anything else to do like my job, maybe I would use it. With BrainTap, the meditation parts, the, the app has dozens of things, including the new thing that I recorded uh, mm -hmm. for you. Um, so you're getting the knowledge and the teaching that would come from going to a meditation teacher. Mm -hmm. You're getting the signaling of the body. 
right? And you're getting all the instructions that you need. So the return on investment for you to say, you know, I spent, what's your shortest session? I don't even know um, what the shortest one is. We have an eight minute one. There you go. So I spent eight minutes and it was totally worth it. It's the, it was totally worth it. You have to feel it like in your bones and then you just automatically do it. So BrainTap has lowered the friction of meditation mm-hmm. in the same way that I'm working with Upgrade Labs to lower the friction of, well, okay, I wanted to be healthy and muscular. I just didn't want to go to the gym because it wasn't worth it. So I feel like people who wouldn't meditate will BrainTap mm-hmm. because, oh, it didn't take me six months of trying and failing. It just worked. But your friends in India... Yeah. That's cheating. Right. <laughs> is there some kind of value to just all that struggle to just to try and do it versus just putting on the brain tab and getting there? <laughs> is there some kind of value to just all that struggle to just to try and do it versus just putting on the brain tab and getting there? There's no de- there's no benefit to waiting. <laughs> you know, okay. if I want to go to Hawaii. I'm going to take an airplane. I mean, I could obviously row over there. But, you know, we want to get there as fast as possible. One of the things I tell people is everyone's meditating, 100%. They just choose the wrong way. Some take, some go to the bar, meditate with their beer. Some go out back, meditate with their cigarette. Some, some, usually they're choosing destructive ways to do it. If they can just reframe that, the reason they're doing it is we have a propensity as humans that we want to get out of our reality. We want to disassociate because stress is so severe that stress, you know, part of what, what your session's about is biohacking their nervous system. People don't understand all this stress and you've got to, people are going to seek out a way to do it. Unfortunately, like you're saying, 93% or whatever out there doing it in a very negative way, even though they're not getting the result they want, they're getting the immediate gratification they desire. Mm. So what we want to do is show them that there's some long-term benefit to doing these short-term interventions. And if we can do that, then... I, I jokingly say brain taps a gateway drug to the self-help industry because people will come to us that they don't know how to meditate. They don't want to eat healthy. They, don't want, they just want to get out of pain. They just want to get out of stress. And they go, boom, wow, what just happened to me? Then you just go do it. <laughs> yeah. Now, you've got some intriguing research here. This is the other thing about brain tap, about your work that I really appreciate. I know that lots of these biohacks work because I started doing them as a young man because I was really sick and I was desperate and all the stuff that was supposed to work didn't work. I'm like, I got nothing else to do. Just go off to, <laughs> go off to the Himalayas. What, <laughs> right. like, what else am I going to do? Jump off a cliff? Because like, you know, you're in constant pain. You're tired. You're anxious all the time. And, um, and I felt kind of stupid doing it, to be honest. <laughs> so the evidence was very sparse back then. But right now, you have, like you said, three studies on PubMed just this year. Tell me about the, the NIH integrated health studies. Well, there's, there's a few that we presented there. The, the one that I'm most excited about that we're, we're doing is on concussion. Mm-hmm. Because everybody thinks that when you have a concussion, there's all these severe things you have to do. We showed that the doctors can do exactly what they're doing. You take care of your recovery. But if they did, the study we did was half the group did brain tap, half didn't. The group that did brain tap a year later without doing brain tap in between, we showed that that group got between 30 and 70% neurological improvement in areas like less headaches, Sleeping better. Okay. All these things. How soon after the concussion were they doing brain tap? Right after. All their treatment sessions. So as soon as they got hit in the head, like within a day or two? Yeah. If they have a lot of blood, uh, you know, the doctor would have to decide. They won't use the lights. Yeah. They'll just use the ears. Lights would be overwhelming. Yeah. I've yeah. had brain injuries yeah. like that. Yeah. So sucks. usually, some people have to wait up to 30 days to start using the lights okay. in the eyes. They use the light on their ears, but not the lights in their yeah. eyes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we've shown in our studies 30% blood flow. So people are wondering why. 
you can get 30% more blood flow to the brain. That that's sounds like a good thing if your brain's operating right. Yeah. But if you have a hematoma or a, a bruise in the brain, you know, that's- If, that if you have a bleed in the brain, I had yeah. that on one of my concussions. I took a knee to the head um, yeah. at high speed, a titanium knee. And yeah, I had a, a bleed there, so that would not be good. So let's assume that we're not dealing with that, but there's a lot of people listening who've had uh, brain injuries. In fact, right now at 40 years of Zen, we've had more than 1,500 people come through the program. 90% of people have electrical evidence that they hit their head at some point. And they're going, what the heck? These are like high-performing entrepreneur types. <laughs> uh, so clearly most of us when we were two just walked into pointy stuff all the time. They but, say we had at least, uh, the average person had between 2,000 and 3,000 head injuries before they were five. And we really are how we're brain remodeled mm -hmm. from those injuries. You know, yeah. if it recovered, then we're fine. If not, then we could have a little disability there. So, and but it could be a little disability you would never know about. Right. And but it's just it, it's a potential to turn it back on. What happens if someone had a brain injury a long time ago and they start brain tapping? Well, the nice thing is it's called neurogenesis, which means our our cells can actually we can't replace we can't bring those back to life. Like that's the the scientists were saying ten years ago. We have this many brain cells. That's all we have. That's not true. We can with the right nutrition, with the right movement, with the right everything we're talking about here your brain will create neurogenesis. It, it does it with exercise, it does it with proper nutrition, and then you can amplify that by doing brain fitness. You know, that's what we're saying. In, in fact, um, most of the neurogenesis that we've seen is in the hippocampus, mm -hmm. uh, which is one of the structures in the brain, and BDNF and all those things really work on the hippocampus, which is great. Um, but uh, Paul Stamets, who's been on the show, um, who's, who's a friend, uh, and I'm actually, I'm an investor um, in his newest company that's using microdose uh, psilocybin and lion's mane and some B vitamins, a very specific combination that's causing whole brain neurogenesis. The thing is, if you're doing anything, including intermittent fasting that raises neurogenesis, uh, coffee even has some evidence for it. So there's all these things, but what do you train the brain to do well, once you turn on neurogenesis? What you're just talking about, I'm here in LA, but on Sunday I'm going to meet, we have a big study going on here with one of the largest rehabilitation centers. They're doing the same thing with a psilocybin and brain tap. Mm -hmm. When you, what's happening is that that will activate those the receptors in the brain. Mm -hmm. Now, when those receptors are going, you know the old theory, the old saying, Hebb's law, you know those neurons that fire together wire together. So now the the lion's mane and all the psilocybin is activating the brain. Now we're exercising it. So yeah, so right. so when you're you're moving those electrons, now the brain goes, this feels good. Wow, look at how creative I am. Look at, there's a region in my brain I haven't used in a while. I, now I got blood pumping over there. Now I got oxygen and nutrients. Wow, the brain lights up and the people go, you're a totally different person. No, you're just more of who you were. You were your, your energy was dampened and those kind of things. Just doing those lights up the brain. When I did our gamma sessions, mm -hmm. we did a study in um, Dallas with Dr. Rosenthal and we had people that did not want to do a psilocybin because they were vets and they were afraid they'd get addicted even though there's no science that shows that. So we mapped out the brain, and I did the gamma series. People were having a psilocybin trips without a psilocybin. Oh yeah, you, you can induce it uh, with, with the brain tap. You can induce it with neurofeedback or with just breath work, you can yes. trip. So you don't necessarily need psilocybin to, to have those experiences. But what I'm, what I'm thinking is, what would happen if you took a pre-workout drink and then you just sat on the couch? Well, you become fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Not, not that much is going to happen, right? Um, so the idea is you prime the the body for growth, and then you give it the signal to grow. 
And with the brain, you can prime the brain with breathing exercises or the stamen stack, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, there's many other things. By the way, guys, I'm not saying go out and do a bunch of mushrooms and brain tap. Um, these are very specific microdose combinations of things. Mm-hmm. But what, uh, what you would do then, though, is you're priming your brain for growth like a pre-workout, and then for the growth signal, that's the brain tap. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, okay, I wanted to work on this. So then you turn on the app, you put it on, and you listen to the sounds, and then the brain is, oh, I, I'm now in, a, in a, a change-seeking mode. Where do you want to put it? You could also go into a change-seeking mode and then just scroll on Instagram and let an AI algorithm program your brain, and that's a bad idea. So what I'm suggesting is do brain tap, but if you want to do anything else that's going to improve cognition and improve neuroplasticity, do that and then do brain tap and let brain tap um, be your tool. So you choose the signal. In other words, brain tap's not in charge. You're in charge because you got to program the brain tap. And then you play it and you're just going to get more results than you will in any other way uh, on a daily practice. I just, I don't think you can do a stronger thing. Even as an example for those wondering, I don't have those issues, if they want to increase their learning, because there's something in the brain, in, in science they call it um, hypernesia, super memory states. We all have these super memory states. Mm-hmm. It's the alpha theta rhythm that does that, and that's the hippocampus, that they know right. that that engages that. So if, we, if they do their study, if they read a book or they do some kind of work, if you have a student, then you do brain tap, you've just taken, you've accelerated You've brain hacked all that knowledge into your hippocampus, into long-term memory that now you have, you have a, it's not about our memory, it's about our recall. So we have to exercise that recall system. If we don't exercise that recall system, like they say, if you use a person's name within three seconds of hearing it, your chances of remembering it just went up 70%. That's because you recalled that neurocircuitry. That works so, really well, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's weird. Everybody, they do mess up my name, they do call me Robert. So you, you picked up on that. It's weird. I don't know if they're just, if that's short for a different, something different. I, I wonder why Porter, anyway, yeah. I, I'm just messing with you yeah. guys. Dr. Patrick Porter, just for the record. Uh, but it's, it's funny. The learning thing is, is an issue here at the conference. Uh, Jim Quick will be here. I was a dear friend who teaches people how to remember. And I had, back when I had chemically induced brain injuries from toxic mold, as well as some TBIs and mercury poisoning and fibromyalgia and all the other crap that messes with your brain, I couldn't remember words. I'd sit there, what was I gonna say? There's a word for that? And it was 20 times a day, it was just common. And when I got my brain health back, all of a sudden, I don't forget words. I, I can just remember words all the time. I'm still not great at names, but I used to actually have like a panic anxiety thing because I would only know the names of five people that I worked very closely with at work. Mm-hmm. But if I would be at the grocery store and one of them walked up, I wouldn't know who they were because my brain was so slow and foggy, I didn't have context. And fortunately, I've gotten past that for the most part, and I know a huge number of people, so I'm still not great. Mm-hmm. But many people have some kind of anxiety there, and some of it, I think, is because their brain is untrained, and some of it's because their brain is unhealthy. So what I'm teaching is, here's what to do to get your brain healthy, and then you can choose your own training. There's techniques that Jim might teach you, but there's raw programming available with BrainTap that says, okay, I'm gonna do this, my brain's health will improve, and my memory capability will improve. So this is really cool. We were talking about the aging things earlier. We did the one study we did with the aging population, 55, 65, all diagnosed with dementia. Within within six weeks, their neuroplasticity changed 49%. All of them were taken off the, all of them, 100% were taken off the dementia scale. That study's in a bigger study now with Florida Atlantic University. 
But we showed that when you get blood flow to the brain, circulation improves. And then we started them exercising afterwards, not for the original study because we needed to show brain tap, but then we started giving them nutritional supplements. We can reverse this aging thing because the brain is like the liver. It will rebuild itself. But if not, if you're eating Fritos and drinking Coca-Colas on, this, on the couch. You, you mean know. retirement home? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, when you go to the hospital and they go, you need some fluids and they give you a soda. I'm going, that's the worst, you know. I just like to drink gasoline because it's less harmful <laughs> at, the, at the hospital. It usually works better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am kind of horrified because I understand that young brains for kids and older brains, you know, when you're 80 plus, they need the best nutrition in order to function the way that, that, that they're capable of. And school lunches <laughs> and retirement home food, holy crap, it's, it's just, it's horrible. So let's say that in those two populations, even if they're eating less, you know, they're eating the McNugget diet, um, what happens if they brain tap? Are they still going to get benefits? Well, they will because they're going to open up their, they're going to breathe because we're teaching them breathing exercise, they're going to get more oxygen. And light is one of the most important nutrients that we don't get, mm-hmm. especially in the old folks' homes and in the, in, the, um, in schools where they're not getting them out on the playground. I mean, when they took away phys ed, that's the worst thing you can do for the brain. So we you need it for to, kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for kids. So all of this, all this fitness comes in. And then, then they got them so stressed out. You know, they, they line them up in their wheelchairs and they watch the news. Now they're stressing them out before they go to bed. They're not even getting the deep sleep that they need to replenish. So brain tap, we'd say, hey, turn that off turn this on and you now have a, a transformation in your life that's going to help with everything. And they, they're not going to crave negative foods. People listening probably know that they've all, we all know people that go to the gym, they get physically fit, then they start thinking better. And we know people that start thinking better, then they go, to, they go I'm going to start going to the gym. It's kind of like one, two. We, we know that we need to do those together. Awesome. Um, if they can escape from the school campus or the, the <laughs> home and get some real food already. Um, okay. Talk to me more about the app, because you have the BrainTap Pro app, and that's evolved a lot since I first started using the BrainTap. Uh, there's just an enormous number of different types of sessions. What are the big buckets that you guys are thinking about when you're, you're making these different lessons? Well, the, let's use the newest bucket, which is the upgrade, kind of the biohacking bucket that we have, is people want to know, where can I go get these? We could have put them all over the app, yeah. But we said, let's put them all in one bundle. So, hey, these are all the experts. Let's hear their information and let's mainline that information into the subconscious so it plays back as behaviors and changes in their life. And so not only are you listening to it, because once you listen to somebody on stage, wow, that's incredible. How do you apply that knowledge? You rehearse it because we get what we rehearse in life, not what we intend. So they, they take that information out. So that's one way. But let's say that you're having issues with stress. We have a series. So it's not just one thing. We need to wake them up in the morning, get their SMR, which is we call digital coffee, so they can wake up their brain. That's the one that really exercises the How long does that take? About 10 minutes. Okay, so you wake up, you, you say whatever intentions you want or something, yeah. and then you put on your brain top sitting next to your bed, right, and it takes 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. All right, and do you need to set another alarm? Are they going to be awake after that? Oh, no, that? they'll be awake after that. Well, what, what will happen is if you start the day off right, your brain will stay regulated. But if, you're, if you got poor sleep, you're going to have that dysregulated brain we were talking about earlier. The, and so we need to get that brain balanced right in the morning. Now, in the middle of the day, for everyone on Earth, at about 2 o'clock, your temperature is going to drop. This is just a natural phenomenon, 2 to 3 o'clock, most people. And most people run off and they do things that are damaging to the body. They eat a lot of sugar, do something that stimulates. 
But we're saying, hey, what's wrong with some coffee at two? As long as it's right before two. As long as they have enough time for that uh, to die off, right? If it's danger coffee, that's fine. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> you know, literally, you can have your coffee after lunch, but yeah. after two, don't do coffee because yeah. it hurts your sleep. Yeah, some people, some people will have an issue. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Um, some people will have to stop at noon or even ten a.m. Yeah. So you, you can watch that. But one thing we found, we had a person come in that actually her heart rate was one hundred and thirty. What did you do? She said, well, my friend just had three shots, espresso shots, so I did it. She wasn't used to drinking coffee. Oh, my God. She did brain tap. We were able to bring it back down to 78 within 10 minutes. Wow. So we, you can... So, so you're actually telling me brain tap can undo coffee? Dude, you just killed your sales for that. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no, what, you, what I, people I, want... Patrick, they, what are you doing, man? Well, hopefully they don't want to fly at 130, you know... <laughs> 130 is way too fast. I mean, I that's like taking a jet pilot yeah. to get across town. You, you, the, you, you re-regulated her nervous system. Yeah. I was dysregulated. Yeah. Way too much I mean, I like coffee, so I'm not... A, people will know I'm not against <laughs> coffee. The, uh, I just think some people, they live on it. You know, mm-hmm. you it's, have not, to, it's not good for you. Yeah, I'm the first right. person to say it. Right. But it, but in the middle of the afternoon, if you do that reboot, that's a 20-minute reboot. 20 minutes. That's in, a long time, yeah, though. It is, but but what they they can do a 10-minute if they need to. Okay. We have we had 10, 15, and 20-minute. If they can do the 20, they get the maximum result. Because we proved with, like, uh, Kansas City Sport, which is a soccer team, we showed them after practice. We could get them better recovery than they got four hours later, because that's usually the standard after a workout in, okay. in 20 minutes. T- You've got some other pretty impressive uh, athletes doing mm-hmm. this. Um, tell me about some of the elite athletes who are doing brain tap. Well, the, the, the coolest story is a Corey Anderson. He was, he was being interviewed on ESPN after he won the light heavyweight championship. And they said, you knocked the guy out in 42 seconds. How did you know to do that? He said, I, was in, he said, I knew I was going to do that. He said, I was in, my, in the locker room listening to my brain tap, and I visualized myself knocking him out at 42 seconds. <laughs> What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD plus. Check out Qualia NAD plus risk-free for up to a hundred days at neurohacker.com slash Dave 15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave 15 Qualia NAD plus. It's what I use. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Well, the, the, the coolest story is a Corey Anderson. He was, he was being interviewed on ESPN after he won the light heavyweight championship. And they said, you knocked the guy out in 42 seconds. How did you know to do that? He said, I, was in, he said, I knew I was going to do that. I said, I was in, my, in the locker room listening to my brain tap, and I visualized myself knocking him out at 42 seconds. I was listening to the session stop into the spotlight. We're also we're in the middle of an elite sports study right now. And some of the guys, they're all starters in the NFL or NBA or yeah. NHL. And the the one guy, he could not, they do these tests, of course, with eye. There's a lot of different neurological tests with your eyes. And the guy, he was a lineman, but you have to look at a lot of things. And he was saying that uh, after about 20, 20 to 30 days, he said he was like he was back in college again. Everything was sharper, it was better. 
so it made a big deal for the for the NFL and that, and so we're doing a, a bigger study. Those on that. football players are cognitive athletes. No one really talks about that. I didn't really understand it till I, I got to be friends with Nick Foles, mm -hmm. and he just shared the amount of thinking and planning that you're doing while there's large people flinging their bodies at you. Like holy crap! So the cognitive function there, right when you. You're going to take a hit to the head, okay? So you're finding big results there. Big results. We have okay. we have people that are breaking their own personal best, like uh, Kathy Smith's daughter, who's um, an 800 meter uh, runner, first first U.S. Olympian to make the finals in over 30 years. Wow. Brain tap. She associated with it because she could run those times if it wasn't a, a, re a race. So she had the potential. But when she was in those Olympic races, she would underperform. Yeah. yeah. So she was able, now she still didn't win, but what she did was phenomenal for her. Well, peak performers, we're talking about that. We did a yeah. peak performance study with Julie Arndt. We took the top performers at the tech companies because yeah. there's this great exodus, right? People are working at home, then they got put back into the pressure cooker. They're saying, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. So we're trying to figure out why they're getting burnout. What yeah. we found out, we didn't tell them. We, we had them take all these assessments because during the study, one of them was a depression scale. Mm -hmm they would have all been clinically depressed. These were the top performers. Oh, these are people who are locked in houses yeah. for two years? <laughs> Gee, who would have thought they'd get depressed? So the whole point I, I was trying to tell them was, when your identity's all linked to your success in your business, and you don't have an identity outside of that, you get some trouble. So what meditation does, or brain tapping does, or brain fitness will accomplish, is help you to realize that you have an intrinsic value that is beyond what somebody's paying you for exchange for your time, that you have a necessary need in the universe. You're here for a purpose. And if you're so self-contained that you don't realize that you have a gift to share with the world, everyone needs to do that. Everyone has that capacity. That's so inspirational and, and it, it requires so much work. There's a faster path. I, I mean, since we're talking about cheating. So you could tie up your identity with your career and helping others, or you could say, my identity is I'm a coffee drinker. Yeah. <laughs> Once you do that, You'll be happy all the time because it doesn't matter if you get fired as long as you have coffee. That's right. Right? No, okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but they do that. They become an alcoholic they, or they, they become, do. they do, they pick something. They, they do indeed. Or they become and, a Rams fan or whatever. And, and <laughs> what you're talking about here is, is leading into uh, a lot of personal growth. I and mean, a lot of the stuff that we do at 40 Years Zen with high end entrepreneurs. Uh, and I'm happy to advise any of them. Yes, use BrainTap. Um, it, it's a different type of technology, but it's all around ego dissolution. Because if you're wanting to be happy, <laughs> and ego dissolution is on the path to transcendence and enlightenment and all those things, it's, it just takes a lot of time to do that. And we don't have that much time. So if you're a high performance exec and you're like, okay, I'm killing it in my career, I'm supposed to be happy. They told me I'd be happy when I killed it in my career. Uh, but I'm not happy. It must be because I'm not killing enough in my career. And then you know you've got 15 Maseratis, and you're still not happy. And it's because you know I'm 16. I just kind of did the compressed version of that before I was 30, and made and lost six million dollars and did all that stuff. And I was man, that's just not it. So you have to you have to pick something that's going to do that. And what I would say is you could do the well, what I do, I'll take three months off, travel around, it's like all this stuff, or you could just use the technology that lets you more quickly go, you know what, like I love my career, I like what I'm doing, or maybe I don't, I just thought I did, but that's not the intrinsic value of me. And we're talking about brain tap, but we're also talking about meditation, and we're talking about personal development. And I'm not saying this is the only thing that people need to do, and neither are you. I'm just saying it's more effective than what we used to do. So if you're the, the executive who's 
okay, I did everything at work today. Like I achieved, and now I'm just gonna have a couple of drinks and go home and be sad. And this is this is like Silicon Valley for a lot of people. Dude, just go home and brain tap, and then you probably want the drinks. And like that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. What I tell people is, why are you doing this for something later? Like work is something so you can retire. We're saying, why don't you enjoy your life now? Why don't you maximize? Like uh, I'm still my, my brother Michael's our education director. He was asked once, must be hard for you not to eat candy bars. He said, no, what would be difficult is get up every morning and put 30 pounds on my back. So it's all about perspective. If you get people to realize you can have the joy, the happiness, the better life, even if you are a high achiever, I mean, you should, somebody go, you can't have it all. Yet you can have it all if you're willing to invest a little bit of time with the technology that's available today. You can adjust those things. Now in the past, that was, there was no solutions. You know, yep. and I'm guaranteeing you the, the solution isn't gonna come in a pill bottle or a potion for the brain specifically, you can use some things that, that assist that, so there's, you know, those things will help, but you've gotta take control of your own thoughts. That's the, that's the biggest determiner of happiness, really, I think. If someone is you know, in a super angry, depressed, pissed off kind of state, just you know, everything sucks, right, and they don't wanna use a brain tap, would it be ethical for a court to tell them they have to? Well, that'd be, well, I don't know if it would be ethical for them to have them listen to something that might change their mind outside of their perspective. But what happens is when you change their physiology, like you change them, I would, I would love to have an experiment where we went to prisons and we fed them like they're biohackers. They measured themselves every day and they got rewarded by doing right. They did their meditations, they did their sleep. What kind of people would be leaving the prisons than feeding them a bunch of trash Getting, having them read trash, having them perform trash, you know, and just get angry all the time. The, think of angry like a station on the radio. Some people don't know that you can turn the channel. You know, they think this is, they get up in the morning, they don't get out of bed till they're sufficiently stressed, angry and upset. Now, okay, I'm ready, now I'm pissed off, I can go conquer the world. And that's not the, you know, no Tai Chi master does that. You know, you, you go with the flow, you, you find out where the energy is gonna take you. There have been, multiple people who've gone in and fixed prisons. Um, there was one study where they just gave a multivitamin. At, this is at a, a juvie, like a juvenile detention thing. And the amount of violence went down 80%. And when the study was done, because these are brain problems caused by nutrient deficiencies and toxins. So when the study was done, all the people who worked there pooled their money and bought supplements because it made their workplace that much safer, it was worth it. Oh, like yeah. all the guards are like, I don't want to be around the kids without multivitamins. Mm -hmm. And they could see it was making it better. It was just worth it even though the detention facility, which is probably private, wouldn't pay for it. Mm -hmm. Another guy went in and did neurofeedback on prisoners mm -hmm. and found an 80% reduction in recidivism. Yeah. So the warden called an ex-inmate, I'm not making this up, and um, put out a hit on him. And the FBI caught him, caught the warden for this. And the they asked him, why would you do that? And he said, because they're supposed to suffer in prison. So there are people like that in the world who are just damaged, really traumatically damaged people in charge sometimes. Mm -hmm. And of course we have a prison industrial complex that is using prisoners and it's, it's unacceptable. That's why we don't have brain tap in prison. Mm -hmm. And if we did, we could fix a lot of people and really improve our society. So there, there are some, just some bad people who ought to be doing that. But back to my original question, would it be ethical? Um, I don't think it's ethical for courts to force almost anything. Governments have far overreached their original intent. The government's job is to protect you from thugs who are worse than the government. That's right. their only job. Everything else is optional and they suck at it. But uh, would it be ethical for a judge to say, 
Um, I'm going to give you an option. <laughs> you can do the brain tap to help you learn how to regulate your brain, uh, and you're going to go on a special diet, or you know, you've got 30 days in the slammer. That seems like a really interesting and ethical thing to do. There's some systemic issues where you know a private company might lose their fifty thousand dollars a year they get paid for incarcerating people, but you know there's that. But otherwise, uh, I, I think it would be ethical. But I don't think forcing someone to use any technology, whether it's a medical technology or any other kind of technology, that they don't want to. Like we have inalienable rights. But man, would I choose a brain tap instead of? something that is actually not even going to help me get better. I, I think anyone who's dealing with addiction, who's dealing with criminal behavior that they can't stop, or any of the other addictions, work addiction, sex addiction, alcohol, drugs, just all that kind of stuff that's out there. Look, pick a personal development practice and maybe pick one that works really fast. Like, right. just saying, yeah. <laughs> right? So, right. Yeah. I think... The dopamine addiction is bad. All those you yeah. mentioned, those are, that's all the conscious brain and they're trying to get... They're trying to just get out of themselves again. They're trying to somehow move them. That's why, I mean, when you look at somebody who jumps off a cliff in a squirrel suit, you're going, okay. I always wanted to try that. Yeah. Is that a good idea? I always wanted to try that in virtual reality. <laughs> I, I actually looked up what I had to do to try it. They want you to do 800 jumps with a normal parachute before you're allowed to do a squirrel suit. I'm like, that's like a lot of risk. My life insurance company would hate it, and it's too much time. I'm not yeah. doing that. So VR for me, too. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I can get. I can get scared just as scared in VR. You know, right. you really want to up it, just do some uh, psilocybin and do it. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about VR for a minute. Like, let's talk about the future of hacking the brain. Now, clearly, you already have goggles that are going over the eyes with lights in them, and you've got the sound. Is there a, a brain tap VR plan? I mean, what if instead of just instead of just the lights, you had just Really, all, what VR goggles are is millions of super tiny lights. We could we could do that. Yeah, we're working on that. We have some some plans, but also I have some other bigger plans for that. Yeah. Because VR is already the technology they're already building into it. You could have a lot of feedback loops in that VR, and you could also one of the just because we were talking about sports earlier. Imagine you want to learn tennis, and you had one of the world's greatest tennis players showing you in VR, and you're actually getting a lesson, and then. We have an HRV on you, and as soon as you process enough data, because you do stress out the brain doing VR, it says, hey, your, your heart rate has dropped 20 points. It's time to do a, a session. So all of a sudden, the screen goes dark. Close your eyes. Flash, flash, flash. You go through. Wow. Now you, you, you just saw the expert teaching you. Muscle memory's here. I get chills every time I talk about this. Now what happens is now they're doing brain tap to integrate it. That coach, just like what you did, we have that coach saying, Go ahead and close your eyes. We're going to go through this process. You, you, this is the forehand. This is the back. You know, and you're visualizing it. Now you're hardwiring that in. Now, it's, now 10 minutes later, you're relaxed again. Do you want to do step two or are you done for the day? Okay, step two, they can, they can stay all there all day if they wanted to. So I think there's going to be some exciting things. Just in that, Now think about weight loss. You go to the refrigerator in virtual reality. Mm -hmm. You clean out your refrigerator. Because they took a picture of your refrigerator in your home and said, look, nothing in here is for the human body. You know, this is, yeah, this is for building cyborgs. You know, right. let's get rid of this stuff. And you actually do it. And then your heart rate goes up when you have to reach for that candy bar you're going to throw away that's junk. And you go, stop. It's, the screen goes dark and says, we're going to work on addiction to sugar. Right wow. at the moment you have that trigger. Talk about Pavlovian re reconditioning. It would be just incredible. A huge amount of of neurofeedback, of EMDR, of all the other trauma reduction things is to detect when the body goes into fight or flight mode, even heart rate variability mm -hmm. training. Yep. 
and then do something about it, right? This reminds me years ago uh, when I was working with a hedge fund manager and I had taught him how to do heart rate variability biofeedback, mm -hmm. uh, which is, in fact, you guys track heart rate variability yeah. that improves dramatically when yeah. you're doing brain taps. This is a measure of are you in fight or flight or not? Mm -hmm. And he goes, Dave, I thought it was BS, but I got bored on an airplane, so I finally did it and it felt good. So for six weeks, I did what you said, and now I can get my heart rate variability into the top level and I can do it reliably and I feel so much better, this is awesome. So then I went into the office and I put the little sensor on and the market bell rings to open and I go into the lowest level of heart rate variability and I'm pinned there all day long. And, and he goes, I didn't know this, but for 20 years I've been doing all my trading from a state of fear. So he did more of the work, more of the work, more of the work to bring himself out of it. He's like, wow, my trades got better and I have energy at the end of the day. Yeah. Now, that's a conscious, intentional, you know, half hour day, focus, focus, focus kind of thing like that. What you're proposing here and what BrainTap is already doing is just raising heart rate variability all the way. So even if you do have a, an automated, invisible reaction to throwing away the candy bar, let's say, mm -hmm it's going to be coming to you from a lower, uh, you're already at a higher level of heart rate variability. So even if you have a little blip, the blip won't crush you. Right. So I think you're building resilience in the brain and in the nervous system with BrainTap. It's a, it's a very interesting thing to do. And for biohackers, like there's a few things that you want to do. Maybe don't eat all that crappy food. That seems really bad. Maybe you should get reasonable quality sleep and BrainTap will help with that. You have some sleep programs that are really good. Um, maybe you should learn how to manage your stress. BrainTap will help with that. There's lots of sleep tracking devices, other things you need to do. Um, but if you do those basic things, you have a stress management practice of some sort, a movement practice of some sort, you know how to sleep, you know how to eat, you're, you're gonna be better off than 95% of people on the planet. So BrainTap is, a, is a, I think, a fundamental foundational biohacking tech. By the way, guys, you know you always get a deal when you're on the show, right? Uh, so braintap.com slash Dave, there's a special deal for you. And thanks, Patrick, for offering that to listeners. And thanks again for sponsoring the conference because we have you know, a couple thousand people here in Beverly Hills just all having so much fun. And how many brain taps are you going to have out that people are using? Well, they're going to be... 19 chairs. 19 chairs. So we, every year we keep expanding it because we're just getting busier. I mean, this is a pleasure sponsoring this event because these are our people. I mean, we, I mean, we didn't know there was a tribe like this till you created it. You know, it's like it was kind of lonely. With yeah, that one. You're, you're out there in the <laughs> desert yelling, saying, "Hey, do this, do that," and and somebody put it all together like you did. You know, and so uh, this is an event like no other. We, when people tell me, I said, "It's Brain Tap Super Bowl." <laughs> you know, so there we go, you know, when we come here, because we get to meet all of our, we have a lot of them out there sharing their brain tap all year long, you know, and everything like that. We, we get to meet them, talk with them. It's, it's an event that I love to go to personally, because a lot of times I just fly in and speak and leave. But this is an event I definitely stay for the whole thing. You'll see, it, it's pretty fun. And there's one already planned for June of next year in, uh, in Orlando, by the way, guys, biohackingconference.com. But um, you'll see Dr. Mercola is walking around. All the speakers stay because it's so engaging because there's, you know, 100 plus vendors, you guys being at the very front entrance. And uh, and it's like, I get to play with the tech. I, they get to meet you, right? And they all want to meet the people behind the companies to yeah. see if they're real, yeah. right? And you're absolutely real. And that's one of the, my job is to curate. So I, I for the show, my level of curation is exceptionally high. For the conference, I kick out a lot of things. I'm like, this is just BS. Or like, you have a false assumption behind this. I can't, I can't allow this in the door. There's some things I haven't tried it. 
um, who are there, but with BrainTap, definitely have tried it, definitely use it, and so you guys are right at the middle of the biohacking movement. So thank you. Guys, braintap.com slash Dave. And I'm not kidding. I don't ever BS on the show. I'm going to tell you what works. I'm going to tell you what saves you time and saves you energy. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.